Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of A Biblical Perspective Podcast, the podcast designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, and of course, what joy it is to have this opportunity to empower your thinking and change your life from God's perspective. Today, I'm joined with another special guest, Chief Prophet Tyler Price for Prophetic Dialogue Part 2. As we are settling into not only a new year, but a new era and dispensation, it's imperative that we as the body of Christ are aware and informed of what God is doing now, as well as understanding our role and responsibility. So for the next several weeks, we'll engage in apostolic and prophetic dialogue with various apostles and prophets from across the country. Before we dive into today's episode, I want you to go to my website, ctjohnson.org, and sign up to receive your free monthly empowering thought e-letter. The e-letters will provoke you to expand your thinking beyond life's limitation. So do it right now. That's right. Do it right now. Go to the website, ctjohnson.org, and sign up to receive your free monthly empowering thought e-letter from yours truly. Also, prayerfully consider partnering with C.T. Johnson Ministries and the Biblical Perspective Podcast by going to ctjohnson.org forward slash partnership. Partnering and supporting enables me to continue empowering lives all around the world. Now prepare to think critically as we engage in today's subject matter with my special guest, Chief Prophet Tyler Price, as we move further into Prophetic Dialogue Part 2. Remember to write down at least two empowering points that stood out to you about today's episode and email them to admin at ctjohnson.org or post it in a Biblical Perspective podcast group on Facebook. All right. Are you ready? Let's hear what God has to say. Chief Prophet Dr. Tyler Price. She is the biological daughter of the one and only Chief Apostle Dr. Paula Ann Price. You have to put Dr. Price's middle name in there because I'm telling you, she is truly uh, God's Chief Apostle and We're just so grateful to God for having gifted the chief apostle as well as her daughter, uh, rather chief prophet Tyler Price. And so I want to uh, give a very formal, a formal but brief introduction. We're going to bring her on because we're not going to waste any more time. All right. She is an authority on the prophetic as well as the prophet's office. Uh, She is the author of educating the prophet, prophetic education for the 21st century. And she indeed is going to let you know how you can get your hands on this. If you are prophetic, if you are a prophet, if you are a educator in the prophetic, you need this prophetic textbook. So she is the author of this powerful piece of literature. She serves as chief prophet over New Era Apostleship Restitution Global Prophetic Company. She's the visionary and founder of the 2020 Prophetics Professional Prophets Mentorship Union, which I am proud to be a part of, and along with a host of other entities. She is a businesswoman. She is a prophet. She is an entrepreneur. She's all of those things. So without further ado, I want to welcome tonight Chief Prophet Tyler Price. Welcome, Chief. Greet us in your own way. Say hello to us tonight. (laughs) 
Well, I'm excited to be on here. I consider it a privilege and an honor to do so. You know, I just absolutely love the fact that we were able to meet or or even connect with yes. uh, someone like Prophet CT. I, I would say we found him, but I think he found us online, <laughs> 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 listening Indeed. probably to a, a a Jesus and Paula show or something. But I'm Indeed. so glad that we are now operating in the same sphere. Uh, we just love him here at the Paula Price Universe is what we call it because so much goes on. Yeah. <laughs> okay in our world that we just call it the Paula Price universe. So I want to thank you first and foremost for having me on to be a part of such an important dialogue, you know, as we exit out of 2022 and I mean, 2021 and get ready to embrace more of God's future right. in 2022. So I think that this is a very important dialogue. I think it's timely. I think that it's going to be more important now than ever that the voices of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his prophets push back. You know, I love Empowerment Monday because you get to start off on Monday with someone putting some power in you for the rest of the week. Is that all right to say? (laughs) So I love that. But I think it's going to be important as we close out this year more than ever that you do find that power within you to be the person that God has called you to be. This will not be a season for the identity list. It will mm-hmm. not be the season for the weak. It won't be the season for the wishy-washy, the lukewarm, the casual. It won't. God's de- he's putting down dividing lines. He's putting down things in the sand. He's making us make choices. He's putting us in situations that are going to prove our choices, our real choices, and our real hearts before him as we get ready to engage him in 2022. So I just want to thank you again for having me on, but I think that that's exactly where we're going next year. Amen. Well, listen, I am the one that's grateful to you for taking time out of your vacation, taking time out of your vacation to be with us on tonight. So listen, those of you listening on Facebook and YouTube, you know the drill. I want to encourage you very quickly to share, 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 and share again. You want to make sure, do due diligence, do what you can to make sure that tonight's broadcast gets out and that all that are connected to you, friends, family, frenemies, everybody is able to hear what God is rolling out, what he has already initiated you want to be able to hear authentic, vetted, prophetic voices because there are so many voices that are being amplified in this season. And we need to know which is speaking for the sovereign Jesus Christ. And we need to know uh, how to differentiate between the voices. And tonight, Chief Prophet is going to help us do that. Well, listen, I want to dive right into our dialogue. Again, share, share, and share again. Again, last week we had Assistant Chief Angela Powers. And if you were not with us, you want to make sure you go back and watch either on our Facebook Ministries Facebook page or the YouTube CT Johnson Ministries, because as we go further, into our prophetic and apostolic dialogue, the Lord is building. He's building on the foundation that was established, as it were, last week in regards to prophetic dialogue. And so I want us to, I want to start by recapping and reiterating what uh, Prophet Angela said, among many powerful things. Uh, This statement she made, it really has been uh, uh, turning over, as it were, in my spirit. And the Lord has been unfolding and unpacking it further to me. And I want to use this statement as a segue. But she said that 2022, 2022, uh, individuation, individualism, and narcissism won't be tolerated in 2022. God demands that we come into the maturation of the mind of Christ. Now, I want to hone in on, isn't that powerful? Oh my God. Oh, absolutely. I don't expect anything less. (laughs) From prophet powers, of course. I want to hone in on those three words, individuation, individualism, and narcissism. She said it won't be tolerated. And I found that to be so powerful because uh, as the Lord has been sharing with me, 2022 
is the year of God. It's the year that God is manifesting his agenda. He is bringing into fruition what has been on his heart. He is focusing on himself. He's focusing on bringing into the earth the fullness of the kingdom. And so this, unfortunately, uh, and contrary to what already is prophetically buzzing in the atmosphere in regards to the prophetic words for 2022. Uh, God's going to do it for you in 2022. But this is the not just year, but the dispensation, the era where individuation, individualism, narcissism is not going to be tolerated. God is focusing on what he desires. He's focusing on what his agenda has written on it. It's not about the individual. It's not about you and your family and moving into your your uh, uh, harvest time and all of that. And so I also want to tag with what Prophet Angela said, and then I'm going to throw it to you and you give your commentary on it and then begin to just share as the Lord would lead you, and I'll chime in in between consciousness, because I know I'm going to flatline. Uh, <laughs> you get the roll in here. But uh, I, I, I screenshot you uh, the other day a, a, a uh, Facebook yes. post by uh, an individual who is somewhat known in the prophetic mm-hmm. uh, streets, as it were. And the prophetic word that this individual is declaring for 22 is the year of wedding bells, the year of wedding bells, alluding to the fact that 2022 is going to be a year filled with marital bliss and things of that nature. But one of uh, our mutual friend and sister's hot button, Apostle Ashley, is, is, is that marriages take place every year and monthly throughout the year. Right. Uh, that's not a prophetic word, as it were. That's just reiterating what is obvious. But I brought that up to Prophet Angela's statement, mm-hmm. and that is people are already prophesying prophecies and giving words that are individualistic, that yes. focuses on you, the individual. But my question is, how mm-hmm. is your marriage going to enhance God's agenda. Right. How is what you want him to do for you? Right. How is he going to benefit from that? So with that, I now turn it over to you, Chief Prophet. Well, that wasn't loaded at all, but I will say that the, the Bible says that, you know, just like it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the son of man comes. That's mm-hmm. a very, very powerful prophetic statement of continuum. Because we always talk about the prophecy continuum of scripture, and that's a powerful statement of prophecy continuum right there to let you know that what we what he faced off with in Genesis, what necessitated the flood, the climate, the environment, how they were, uh, will come back around again, will come back to its age, fullness of times, okay, when he comes. And so when we think about that, that right there sets the tone of what kind of futuristic conditions, environments that we can expect are going to continue to grow and 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 blossom, if you will. I don't know if blossoms are what I want to use, but definitely continue to grow and manifest as the time in the future comes ahead. Now, why do I say that and start off a response to that? Because what did Jesus say? There will be marriage and giving in marriage. Isn't that what he used to describe the days of Noah? That's what he used. So he used that people would become exactly what uh, Prophet Angela's statement was. They would be individual, narcissistic, thinking about themselves, consumed with, you know, their own lusts, consumed with their own passions and their own desires and the fulfillment thereof of those things. So what does that say about where we are right now with the prophets that we're listening to and what we're going to have to force ourselves to do as the time goes by? We're going to have to start sorting through who these people are speaking for. Mm. Are you a, a, a prophet of the occultic destiny of the planet that was launched 
okay, and necessitated Noah's flood, starting with Mount Hermon, going to the Nephilim, ending up in a, a flood, okay? And I will come back to this idea of a flood with you in just a moment, if that's okay. Yes, uh, yes. But is, is, that where, is that where you are? Or are you a prophet of the continuum of the Lord Jesus Christ and his eternal destiny for the planet? So we, there are two destinies that we've seen from the beginning fighting in the garden for control of the earth. And it's our job in this, in this season to make a decision as prophets who we're going to speak for. See, I, I, God told me I'm trying to come up with this word for, for you know, 22 and, you know, prophecy. Yeah. Uh-uh. He said, I'm not prophesying. He said, we're going to be talking about prophetic words about this and that, like you just, you know, uh, uh, reiterated here. He said, no, it's about the God of 22. Mm. Who will be the God of 2022? So we're coming into the era of the war of the gods. Dr. Price said in her book, Eternity's General, that uh, when it comes down to apostleship, it hinges on two immutable things, gods and nations. And so we're about to see the war of gods and nations. Because every God is about to go out and battle and defend their people, their populace, like we've never seen before. There will be such an intense cosmic reaction and response to what we're going to face on this planet. In fact, CT, it will be so prophet CT, it will be so powerful, okay, that a lot of the, the decisions and wedding bells and plans that we're trying to make for our individual, okay, uh, narcissistic selves won't even be able to get off the ground because right. God's taken imminent domain of the planet. He's taken imminent domain of his people, and he's definitely going to be taking over our lives as the sovereign. So a lot of these, you know, things that we're doing, sitting down, making vision boards and plans and all of this kind of stuff that we're doing to get ready for 22. And, you know, thinking that whatever word and blessing, a lot of things are suspended until further notice, until the king gets what he wants. Mm. OK, so that's. Wait, hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. <laughs> see, see, already. Hold on. I got my bell. I got my bell. Did, did not, did, my bell didn't make my sound. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Oh, all right, all right, because that was a bell moment. You said a lot of our plans are going to be suspended until further notice, until the sovereign gets what he wants. Now, I don't want you to you know camp out there, but just unfold that a little more because people, yeah, that's not registering. That's no. not registering. So just share, expound on that a little more. That that was powerful. Well, that, that was bell word. You know, Prophet C.T. if it helps, it didn't register on the day of Noah either. <laughs> okay it didn't register because people are calling god's bluff we are pushing his grace we're thinking he will not do the things that he's already done in our My generation God. we got these people out of the scripture we've got these people out of the old testament and as a result we got them out of the continuum of god's character and response to the earth when it becomes this full groan of sin so right now, I love Dr. Price's phrase because I think it bears repeating because I think she took all of our prophetic, you know, words that we've been getting. And of course, true to apostleship, you know, just made them a nice synth synthesis statement. OK, right. precise statement that said he's going from domestic to dominion, to dominion, we're right. moving out of that individualism. We're moving out of that narcissism. So all of our plans are about to be on hold and suspended. All of the things that we want, all of our little, you know, God's going to give me the desires of our, my heart are coming under the domain of the priority of the king. And the mm. king's priority right now is saving his world, saving his planet and saving what his son gave his life's blood for. That's the priority. We are not the priority. Our passions are not the priority here. But he's got to save the world because guess what? If they knock Jesus off this throne like they're, that they've been planning to do since 1915 in our country, even before that, that's when we got the documentations, the early 1900s, they've been trying to knock Jesus off this throne. They've been trying to erase his seed, his word, his life out of this planet. If they succeed in that, then your little wedding bells won't matter. Ain't going to be no bride of Christ. Come on here, chief. It's going to be a Babylonian whore. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I got to hit my bell. I got to hit my bell. I got to hit my bell. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. We're not going to have it. You said it's going to be the Babylonian whore. Yes, sir. Because we don't realize that by the time we come down to the end of the book of Revelation, we got two women facing off with each other, the Babylonian whore and the bride of Christ. Right. And so we're not going to be there. We have to decide in our generation if we're going to allow our offspring our generation to live and to get the victory and to keep the gates of hell from prevailing against us. 
See, God and Noah's flood, they didn't prevail. And he let the earth go silent for a long time underwater and had to rebuild an entire civilization. So we have to decide if we are going to be the ones that are going to say, no, no. Okay. Enoch fought to keep those gates closed, keep those doors closed against darkness because he knew. So we have to make a decision in our world because we're like, you know, Jesus did it all. Is that okay to say we like the Jesus did it all crew, you know, put your sword down. It is finished and all of these things. Yeah, he finished what he needed to, which was wiping out Satan's total control over the planet. Uncontested control over the planet and giving authority to his own sons and daughters. Did he not? So that's what was completed prior to Jesus Christ. Come on, uncontested control of the earth. If you watch these Marvel films and you watch this entertainment and you see what they're seeding to us and the consciousness that they're seeding in the next generation about who they are and what kind of identity they need to take on. Everything's identity driven right now, right? Right. I identify, I identify, I identify. Well, that's purposeful because you don't necessarily birth a new thing without first constructing an identity Identity. for the people who will occupy the new place that right. you want them to hold. So before you turn over the keys of a certain power or of a certain dominion, you have to make sure that people have the consciousness mm-hmm. and the mindset okay. for what it is that you yeah. want them to take over right. and control. So they have been seeding this and seeding this and seeding this for a long time. So now we're at the place where we're in the dispensation of the fullness of times where sin thinks it's gotten itself full grown enough where it can wipe out the offspring or at the very least challenge and engage the offspring of Jesus Christ in this battle for who will control, take control of the spiritual and, and natural authority of this planet. So they're really tough on themselves right now. They're really smelling themselves. They're coming out of mm-hmm. everything. Secret societies are no longer secret. There's no more secrets. That's it. Okay. They, the books are open. They're educating everybody through the internet. You could pick up the phone. In fact, uh, I don't know if we'll get to it today, but I, I, I got this. I had this a powerful dream, which is why I can understand what you're asking about 2022 and why I started off with her uh, counteracting her word with the flood and the marriage and all of this, because I had mm-hmm. a powerful dream that let me know the four uh, princes that are sitting in our air right now. OK, okay. over this over this world that we as the church are going to have to contend with. OK, mm-hmm. in this era. Because God, on December 31st, Prophet CT, you know and I know God is changing the clock. Yes, ma'am. We're stepping into a new era. That's it. And he's closing the past. He said, I'm shutting the past down. So Mm. that means the money, the prosperity, the resources, the intelligences, the understanding, the knowledge, all of that from the past is being shut down, which That's is it. why if you're not in uh, the future, God's future as a prophet, if you're not hearing from the realm of God's future, you'll be prophesying like she did from a past that won't have resources to bring the right. word. Okay. will not have resources. They won't even be spiritual, angelic or demonic resources to facilitate those prophecies because God's changing out the guard. He's changing mm. out the regime and he's going to flood in a whole bunch of new things on us. And a lot of things will be imposed on us. You have to get ready for your life to be out of your control and out of your hands. You're going to hear more and more people say, wow, I did not really see that coming. Well, I guess that that means I'm going this way. Well, I guess that's over. Well, I guess that just speaks for, you know, what direction I need to take next because can't do this. Can't do that. As doors close, windows shut, things locked down as God begins to deprive it of its ability to survive in his new era because he already has replacements ready. Mm. And I can say this to you before we shift to the next thing you want to do. There will be a a stripping of leadership, a lot of leadership vacancy. There will be a lot of vacancy in leadership. We see that now. Leaders are transitioning off the scene. They're dying. And they're dropping like flies, as it were. Everywhere. And mm-hmm. we saw it started in 2020. I knew that there was going to be a, a gutting of corporate America, but I had no idea how how it would it, you know really impact the rest of it. But God says this is the best time that if you have your act together to as a righteous person to look at and put your sights on leadership positions you never thought you would have because of just the raid on it that's going to happen that's as it. he begins to clean cleans clean out and cleanse out and purge out because he already wants to set the new. We think that God starts new eras by some kaboom bang or bang theory. No, God sets eras by cataclysmic events. That's it. 
And we're about to come into a series of cataclysmic events that will automatically, well, look at the pandemic, that will automatically place us in another era, another time, in the next dimension of where God wants us to be as his creatures. Now, I'm not even going to say his children because the sun is about to shine on the just to say the rain is about to fall on the just and the unjust. That's it. If that's, that's okay to say. So we're about to see a, a lot of stripping, a lot of changing, and a lot more home goings and all of those types of things because God says, I'm done with the old. And done means done. And if you've not fastened yourself, particularly those of you guys who are prophets to the new, then you're going to find yourself lost in your mantles. Mm. You're going to be in Micah where the sun has gone down on you because you have not bowed yourself like Balaam. Balaam could have made a choice. But he didn't. He wanted to stay in the darkness. He wanted to stay working with those false gods, with those That's false it. anointings, with those false spirits. He wanted to stay with that. That's it. And, there, and as, a, as a result, boom, it was the end of his prophetic career. And God shifted it to the voices that would obey him. Mm -hmm. God's looking for voices of darkness that will obey what he needs them to do in this season. Trust me, this is a mm. serious time. I know we're not supposed to say that. And that's, that'll be, you know, but he does say the deceived and the deceiver are his. Is that not what he said? That's what the scripture says. Now, Chief, I want to listen. You have already, I flatlined twice. So uh, uh, you, you have already unpacked some powerful, powerful things that I trust our listeners are hearing with their spiritual ear. And it is my prayer that you all not just ingest what is being said, but you digest it that you go back and you watch this over and over again so that God can break it down so that you can digest what it is he's saying so that you can understand uh, the, the, the serious time that we are in. Chief, I want you to elaborate on uh, what is the church's role and responsibility or the role and responsibility of uh, the prophets, the apostle, uh, help us to understand what God is requiring, uh, demanding, commanding of us in this era, in this dispensation, as he is rolling out uh, piece by piece his sovereign plan. He spoke to me uh, at the beginning of 21 mm -hmm. saying that uh, we were entering into uh, the entering into an era of the sovereign take back and that he was taking back everything that has been taken, everything that has been stolen, things that have been perverted uh, as it pertains to uh, the, the kingdom of darkness. And so as we go into 22, I know we are going to further see the sovereign take back, uh, the plan of the sovereign take back unfold even the more. But I want you to help us understand what is God expecting of us? What is our role? What is our responsibility as we move into the operation, as we move into Operation Sovereign Take Back, as we move into 2022 being the year of God? What is the role of the church, the role of the prophet, the role of the apostle? What is our responsibility? That's an excellent question. And I almost wish that more people were asking it, you know, because right mm -hmm. now I think we're making a lot of assumptions. Um, but they, God says one of the number one issues you, he had with Israel was the sin of presumption. And I think that we're kind of falling into yeah. that right now because we're basing it on a, a historical pattern of even particularly even what we experienced with God in the Americanized church that won't continue forward into 2022. Mm -hmm. So because God has to take back these principalities and powers and like even uh, we discussed here that the only way God can do it is to dismantle what has been built up. You're talking about they've had since the early 1900s to get to the place now where they're ready to make the biggest strike ever against the church. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for the apostles and prophets? One of the things that we have to do is first get clean ourselves. We have to do a lot of cleansing, purging yes. and consecrating of ourselves. And we've got to purge ourselves from a lot because uh, if I may divert but and come back around and answer this holistically, yes. is that okay? Because yes. I, I fell into a dream. I, I went to go see uh, Spider-Man, right? Because it was like something to do for Christmas. And mm -hmm. it's crazy how, you know, um, so many things nowadays are, are laced with all of this occultism. And it's purposeful. We all we know that that's a part of it. That's why I told you and started off this conversation about the, the devil having a occultic destiny for the earth. 
versus Jesus' eternal destiny for the earth. Okay, when we think about that ongoing battle of, of, of for dominion. And so, um, it, you know, I didn't think much of it. I mean, the movie's fine or whatever in terms of that. I like to be educated. I don't necessarily go to be just entertained and to trend or follow where I'm not that kind of person. But I do like to be educated. Most of you guys know this about me, about what the enemy is doing. Right. I like to be educated on those things because they're seeding so much in our generation. So having said that, okay, I fall into this very interesting dream. All right. I'm not going to go into a lot of details, but I'm going to say the things that are important about where we're what we're going to face off with as prophets and why I say the first thing we're going to have to do is be purged, clean, cleansed, sanctified, uh, consecrated uh, to the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we have become so culturally saturated with this narrative that we don't know. Okay, what is actually speaking in us and through us and how to begin to use discernment faculties to know. Okay, because this warfare has gotten very sophisticated. All right. So as a result, I'm in this dream. We're at some sort of event or conference or whatever. But when I'm at this, this in this dream and we're we're actually we're preparing for a conference and we're in a a place where we're praying and interceding and doing some things of that nature, you know, around this event um, and certain things that are happening, you know, at the time. Well, while we're in this particular room um, praying and doing these things. Okay, we're we're actually singing our God is an awesome God. And what happens is that through the vent comes this very uh, uh, interesting creature. It is like made of liquid metal and it slides through the um, the, the, the the shaft. Okay, where the air conditioning and all that, the, the heating vent. So it, mm-hmm. it comes through the vent. And I noticed it and I'm like, whoa, what in the world is this? And what, what caught my attention was not when it came into the vent, but when it hit the ground, it began to move and slither. And so I said, whoa, what is this? You know, so I go to grab it. OK, it ends up biting me. And um, immediately my assistant says to me, oh, oh, wait, hold on. I, I know exactly what we need to do. We need to get one of those millennial kits. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what in the world is a millennial kit? But inside of the millennial kit, you open it up and it, there is uh, two tubes for you to be able to conduct a mini blood transfusion, several different syringes, so mm-hmm. that you and several different several different several different vials that you can use to uh, serve as anti venom. Okay, so going somewhere with this for a reason. Of course, I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world? I don't even know what. Okay, so they go and they open up the kit, and you know they said, okay, if you've gotten bitten by this this serpent, is what they called it. And if you got bitten by the serpent, then you need to do a blood transfusion. And they began to put this mini little thing on me to look like something you were sticking for an IV. And they began this whole entire process. Well, I'm dumbfounded. I'm sitting there thinking, what is this? I go and ask a group of apostles who were also in attendance. And I say, hey, you guys ever heard of this thing? It's like a millennial kit. And it it comes equipped with blood transfusion stuff, uh, anti-venom stuff. Like what in the world? What is that even, you know, for and about? And, you know, they're, they're eating and drinking and going on. And then one of them says, well, I think I might have heard a little something about that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so after that, the dream shifts and I look up in the sky, uh, Prophet CT, and this is the relevancy that I want to bring out here. I look up in the sky and the sky is full of water, not clouds, water, like mm-hmm. the ocean. And as I look up and see the, the sky full of this water, okay, floating by in the water is a sea turtle, this serpent, a spider, and a wolf. Mm. Okay. All right. Is that okay? Am I, is it okay if I go here? Yes, yes. Okay, wolf, because wolf. four things floated by in the sky, in the heavens, and they were traveling through this water. And I said, uh, okay, this is interesting. I said, what in the world would a sea turtle and the serpent? The serpent was very interesting because the serpent was silver. It was a silver serpent, and it had the ability to, like I said earlier, come Uh, go into a liquid form and then solidify into a hard metal when you go to touch it. Mm. And so I said, okay, God, this is something deep. I don't know what's going on here. So I wasn't even going to mention it. And I was sitting down preparing to say a whole lot of, I don't want to say traditional things because nothing we say is, but a whole lot of things related to what people would expect to talk about in 2022. And God says, I want you to talk about these four princes. Mm. Okay. Because you want to talk about what prophets are going to have to face off with. 
All right. And these are four different spirits, major spirits and principalities that have been allowed to grow up in our age. And now they have seized control of our heavens. The heavens have become polluted and they've become infiltrated by these particular spirits. Now, I'm going to give you that very quickly. Uh, You said sea turtle, serpent and wolf. What was the fourth? Spider. Spider. Okay, go ahead. Continue. And so I'm going to give you the cliff notes, if that, if you will, of my own research of wanting to understand what God was saying to us and how we as prophets and apostles are going to have to get ready to face off with these particular principalities um, Mm -hmm. and the planet. Okay, God gave me the scripture. They chose new gods and now there's war at the gates and we Mm -hmm. need to meet the new gods that they have chosen that the people have called out for. Everybody, even the church people have come against wanting Christianity to be a pervasive influence in the world. Even in our own country, we don't want it to be a pervasive influence anymore. We've already said we don't want certain absolutes. We don't want certain morals. We don't want the Bible preached at us. So what do we think was gonna replace that? Well, let's look at some of our replacements. Okay, it's a, I, I love that passage in Job because Job says not even the heavens were pure in God's eyes. Mm. Okay, so I want us to pay attention to that. So the sea turtle, okay, is interesting because when I looked it up, it it literally speaks to ancient wisdom. Okay, ancient wisdom, the guardian of two worlds and Mother Earth. Okay, it's considered the, the, the spiritual force that controls the north. Now, I know that's crazy, but they broke up our uh, planet into those four quadrants of north, south, east and west. Well, the spirit over the north is considered the sea turtle. The spirit over the east is the dragon. The spirit mm-hmm. over the south is the phoenix. And then the spirit of the west, where we live, is the tiger. Okay. Just so that, is that okay? Am I all right? Good? Yeah, 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 you're, you're, fine. Fine. you're fine. Okay, so let's, I'm, I'm going to keep going because I want us to be able to tie it up in a nice boat for those that are watching. So they are considered the keeper of ancient wisdom and knowledge. The sea turtles are. Okay. okay? The spiders are also considered to be guardians. They're also symbols of deception, lies, threats, conflict, and wisdom. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? So we have deception, lies, threats, conflicts, and wisdom. The Mm. wolf is also considered a guardian. Now, do you see anything interesting so far is that all of these are guardians? Right. Exactly. So we're meeting the new guard, essentially. Mm. So this is the new guard. And so, and the wolf, obviously we know is not just, of course, we know deception and all of those kind of things from the wolf and sheep's clothing and all of that, but they're also considered to be hunters. How about this? Independence, going back to your individual narcissistic, okay? All right. Animals of independence, animals of greed, fear, okay? Appetite, intelligence, AI, intuition, Mm-hmm. Why we're craving artificial intelligence, why we're going after AI, why we're into because these are what these animals are all symbols of. Right. Okay. Right. Intuition, intellect, wisdom. Okay. So I'm sitting there like, okay, God. And then I say the best for last. And that's the serpent. You guys are not ready for this because I literally had a moment. <laughs> so I, I saved the best for last, and that's the serpent. So when I went to go look up the serpent, God reminded me of some research I had done years ago on the New Age movement. And mm-hmm. as a result of doing that research, because see, that's the other thing. You want to know what prophets need to do? Research. Research. That's it. And study because they're so gullible. You're gullible to deception and unclean spirits because you don't do enough research. Mm-hmm. You don't do enough study to know how to guard yourself and defend yourself against what? Ancient wisdom. Ancient knowledge. Right which is what all of these have in common is that they're considered to be the forces and powers of wisdom, the wisdom that helped Lucifer win the world. Right. Right. Does that make sense so far? Oh, so these are the spiritual forces and guides that people have been bringing out because they helped him win the first time. Now I'm going to be reading from a book that's called the new world order. I would show it and advertise it, but the reality is I want people who are um, ready for this information Come seek me. Come right. talk to me. There you okay? go. Because we have to Search be better Okay. Mm-hmm. So in this, in this particular book, he talks about serpents, stars, and the sun. He says serpent worship in some form has permeated nearly all parts of the earth. The serpent is the symbol and prototype of the universal savior who redeems the world by giving 
creation, the knowledge of itself and the realization of good and evil. Now, this, they go on to describe the serpent. They said the priest of mysteries were, were symbolized as a serpent. And they were sometimes called, and this book was written in 1990, by the way, and they were sometimes called Hydra. Now, where have you heard that before, CT? Mm. So we thought all this time they were trying to just have a nice little resurgence of a superhero film in conflict. Right. And the primary what? Villain goes back to an ancient priest or order of priests mm. that were responsible for instituting serpent worship in the planet. Wow. I Look just at, thought I would, is that okay to say? Look at the conditioning, the strategy to condition us through entertainment. Now you see why I say we have to purge first. Right. Because right. we don't recognize that through that subtlety of that, you know, Apostle Ashley made a quick statement. She said, every time you hear something crazy on the media, every time they talk to you about mandates and ridiculousness, just say, hail Hydra. And she said it as a joke. <laughs> okay. She said, just say, hail Hydra. And because it's the same agenda. But then I go and I find a book that's pulling out information from wow. an ancient text that says wow. that the serpent, actually the priest order of the serpents, okay, is actually Hydra. Wow. Wow. I had to bring that out. I didn't plan on, you know, oh going to those places. But it says here that the one symbol of, of great prominence throughout all ancient civilizations is the snake of serpent. Is the is is the snake of serpent where it has symbolized divine wisdom. Mm. And then it goes on to say the serpent is true to the principles of wisdom, for it tempts man to, to the knowledge of himself. A serpent is often used by the ancients to symbolize wisdom. And then, of course, there's a book that talks about breaking this down that actually I believe that that's why I saw the dream the way it is, because it's a book actually called The Serpent in the Sky. Mm -hmm. So when I actually came out of the dream, the Lord actually brought me right back to that and said, I need you to understand what new powers and principalities. And, and they're not new in the sense that they right. haven't been, you know, uh, weaving yeah. themselves and working themselves through our culture. Because see, spiders weave, which is why they're the deceiver. Right. Okay, and then we have the wolves who trick, right? So we have these things, and then we have the serpent who lies. So I understood that he was telling us that now they've gone from weaving in your culture to now being the princes mm -hmm. and the guardians and the new powers that you must contend with. Wow, wow. Listen, I trust that you all, listen, you need to share, 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 and share. I hope that you all are not just, again, listening with your natural ear, but that you are digesting this. And this is not going to be digested overnight. This is something that you're going to have to go back and watch again. And I want to admonish you to take notes. So many times when God begins to reveal uh, uh, this level of, of, of revelation and, and give us what I call prophetic intel, we take it for granted. We need to become studious. We need to become conscious custodians of our mantle, of our call. And so when God begins to uh, bring to the forefront uh, chief prophets, chief apostles, those that are skilled, those that are masters, as it were, in their prophetic and apostolic profession. We need to sit as students and and, and not just brush off. We're like, eh, listen, that's uh, too deep. That's the problem. The church is too shallow. See, deep calls unto deep. God is not calling unto the superficial. He's not calling unto the shallow. He's calling those whom have depth in him. And so I trust that you all are taking notes. Go back, as our chief apostle always says, do your homework. Don't take chief's word for it as it pertains to what she has shared and broken down regarding to the sea turtle, the spider, the wolf, the serpent. Go and do due diligence. Do your homework. You go and research. Pull out the encyclopedia. 
research these animals and then allow God pray and ask the Holy Spirit uh, to help you understand on your level what is happening behind the scenes, what's happening in the spirit realm and world that is manifesting rapidly into this natural realm. So, uh, uh, Chief, I just wanted to, to, to add that, but go ahead, continue. Just flow as the Lord leads you. We have uh, about another 15 minutes or so. Uh, but, uh, you know, just however however the Lord is leading you. But these, so these four uh, animals, as you, as, as you have uh, given, these are the, the gods that you said that are uh, the, 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 the principalities that are now uh, uh, setting up station that are now endeavoring to take domain and or control. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that right? basically well, what you were saying? They're going to become the dominant powers that we're going to be seeing. We're already seeing them. You're seeing them in every TV show. You know, in right. fact, one of the one of the things here was that the number one agenda was to take down Christianity. In fact, there was a line in here that is that uh, they said after uh, dealing with the serpent, actually, it was actually dealing with the Illuminati. But they said if we could just get rid of these Christians and their mm. poisonous attitudes, we would be gods. Wow. Part of their manifesto. We would be gods wow. if we could just get rid of this. So they know that Jesus Christ, and I don't think that believers out there know how much of a problem they really are to darkness. You Say know, it. I think that we, you know, we, we we're so easily swayed by the persecution of people making fun of us and people challenging us. In fact, that was part of their agenda. They said, the number one thing we want to do is challenge everything Christian, mm. challenge all of their truth, challenge their belief systems, make people question whether or not Christianity is true. So right. it took over our school systems, our colleges, our universities, uh, all of those things to literally uh, strip the consciousness of the mind, going back to what Prophet Angela said, the mind of Jesus Christ, because we don't right. recognize that that's what they're coming after. All of these are intelligence, wisdom, right. that means, which means that they're targeting our knowledge. They're targeting every high thing that would exalt itself against our knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. That's what the goal is. They make you question your knowledge of God, make you have faith in it, make you believe the, in the things that God has told you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or to divert your sensitivities, appetites like the wolf to another, to another God. So if they can't get you to stop believing in the concept of God, they already have gods to replace your appetites with. Mm -hmm. And their whole goal is to say, hey, we're going after creating, oh, they said, we don't need to necessarily um, try to dismantle the church from, uh, from just, you know, uh, the inside out in terms of destruction. But they said, all we have to do is create a one true religion to divert everyone to. Wow. So this is a diversion tactic. All of the doctrines that you're hearing, Jesus loves mm -hmm. me, God will forgive you for anything, since no, right. no, no big deal, celebrate your imperfections. Right. You know, all of this kind of language that you're hearing all over the place is to the intent that they can pull the mind of Christ out of you. Mm. So there are four different types of ancient wisdoms that are in represented in those symbols that we just talked about. One is designed to unlock the knowledge of of the tree of good and evil. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're literally designing themselves to do that. They're trying to unlock a lot of mysteries and a lot of things that were shut down by the church when we shut down paganism. So when right. we shut down paganism, we shut down act their access to the, 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 the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. Okay. So we were able to do that, to conceal that, to stop that from permeating and cellulating and reproducing in the next generation. The next one was a deception. Obviously, I love the word deceive, and thanks to our chief apostle, right? Because deception doesn't mean to just trick or you know lie to or any of those kinds of things. But right. she said if the word receive is to give, then deceive means to take something away. Wow. Wow. So we have to look at what's being taken away, what's being taken out of our school systems, what's being taken out of our Bibles, what's being taken out of our doctrines, what's being taken out of our belief systems, what's being taken out of our politics, out of church, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, the deceiver takes things away. The third one is to create new doctrines of devils. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're asking me what apostles and prophets need to become experts in, like uh, Apostle Ashley says, all things Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, so they can quickly discern the doctrine of a devil. Most people cannot discern the doctrines of the devil. That's it. And so as a result of that, they fall prey to number four, which is the seduction. Mm. Okay, and ultimately, what I, with, with, when you think about the seduction's job is to get us to metamorphosize into something else. Why do you think meta is becoming a new term? Right. Because the enemy always plays his hand for his next agenda. And he right. says, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you in the sense that I'm going to do exactly what I said I'm going to do right in front of your faces. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to get you to not believe it. That's, it. That's the whole deception. has changed his name to meta. I know Facebook changed its name to Meta because the whole idea is that humanity is about, they want humanity to be geared up to go through a metamorphosis. That's the purpose of the wisdom. Giving shout outs to Prophet Angela here. She talked about on 2020 Prophetics that this was the wisdom age. And I Mm. ended up through this dream backing into her prophetic revelation on that as to why God gave her the word that this is the wisdom age. All of those creatures are, are literally guardians of knowledge ancient understanding all of this stuff that goes back to not eternity but back to the beginning or back to the era in which satan ruled right so we understand that i hope i hope it's not too deep for everyone because you're about to see these emblems everywhere you're going to find yourself uh, saturated with occultism everywhere and you have more and more people in the church who are going to be turning to and merging with the cultic doctrines so apostles and prophets have to be keen on being able to help people sift separate, sort, and discern what Mm. voices they're hearing. What messages are they getting? That's why we have to be clean first, because like I said on 2020 Prophetics, the enemy has cellulated himself. He He has literally weaved himself into every part and every sector of society. He didn't come, you know, waving at us. Right. He he culturalized himself. He fashionized himself. That's it. He politicized himself. That's it. Okay, so he got himself into every sector and we don't even realize how much of of his narrative we've already bought into by just the slang, the the words that we use over and over again, the things, the consciousness that we bought into. Hey, I'm Mm -hmm. not supposed to judge. I'm not supposed to be religious. I'm not supposed to be legalistic. Hey, it's all good. You know, you do you. You know your personal truth. I'm just naming out a few, but you can probably give a list on your show of the language. That's it. The psyops that was pulled off by the languaging first. That's it. So that we would not really fight back. That's those those are code words that will get us to back down, back off, not be as righteous, not be as holy, not be as pure, not to, you know, exert any of our power and strength. That's which it. leads me to the last piece. The number one thing that we have to do is create new princes and powers that can mm. push back on the darkness. We cannot con- create Christians. We have to create powers. Wow. Wow. Now wow. Now say that again. Now that hold on, let me get my bell on that. That right there. Hold it's on, I gotta get my bell. Wait, wait. Oh, hold on, we almost had it. There we go. There we go. Now say that again. We do not need to create Christians. We need to create powers. Now, real quick. So, how does that look? Explain that. We don't need to create Christians. We need to create powers for, so, for help those who are maybe struggling with that statement. I know exactly what you mean, uh, but help un- just unpack that a little, a little bit right there. That was a powerful statement. Hashtag well, that. Those are the hashtag. Hashtag that. We need create powers, not Christians. Come on. Go ahead, okay. Chief. Well, why do I say that? I'll say it in a nutshell in the interest of our time together. But the reality is we I discovered all of these years of just tracking with Dr. Price and all of this that, you know, heretofore, we always thought we would try to be good Christians and make good Christians. People who prayed, read their Bible, went to church, you know, did good deeds, you know, right. worked in the communities, all that kind of stuff, that all of that constituted Christianity. And that's what Jesus gave his life for. But it wasn't until... Dr. Price made us go back and look at what role, function, purpose, and outcome that the members of the Hall of Faith achieved, that I began to say, wait a minute, 
Jesus was never about just making good, you know, citizens on the planet, but he was about making principalities like Enoch who were able to drive back the darkness. Okay. We didn't find that out until Jude, Abraham, who was able to face off with five Kings with 300 servants, Mm -hmm. Moses, who could take down in Egypt, Elijah, who took down Jezebel, Daniel, who stood up to Nebuchadnezzar and okay. Survived the lion's den. When you look at what they recall as God's records of achievement, these were not ordinary every day just go to you know church and be nice to your neighbor people but they were guardians because see these are guardians these people are guardian guarding ancient knowledge so the enemy's already got his guardians in place but god was raising us up to be guardians jesus christ himself who's the way truth life the door that no man can shut all of it guards Mm. powers people who would who would literally block the way who would literally do it. In fact, that was Jesus's problem with the experts in Luke eleven fifty two when he talks about them and the law of Moses. He said, now listen here, you have the key. That's you it. won't go in. And when you study that word for key and understand what he was really saying, he was like, but you have the experiential access to the experiential knowledge of God. You won't go in. You won't believe it. And then you're going to block others. That's what the ministers and some of the prophets who are not trained or maybe even being deceived today are doing. They're using that experiential connection, understanding and knowledge of God to block the way to keep people from stepping into the truth. When you say, well, God, you know, God don't judge and God's not legalistic and we don't need this and the Bible don't. You might be blocking the way. Mm. You might be a key holder who is blocking the way and by and perchance diverting them to the ancient wisdom of another deity. Wow. Wow. We need more powers, not more, just more believers. We have enough people who just believe in God. And I will say this and close out. Dr. Price and I had this wonderful conversation. She shared part of it on the sermon that she just did Sunday. But I told her, I said, when she shared that revelation about how Jesus turned around to the blind man that said, son of David, first of all, he's blind. So how would he know he was the son of David except by the spirit? So that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But I'll say this in closing. I said to her, it's not just having faith. It's what you have faith in that will determine the power that shows up for you. Wow. Now, that's true. That is true. That's a powerful statement. Mm. And they had faith in the power of Jesus Christ. So the power of Christ showed up for them. Some people only have faith in his goodness, his kindness, his love, his mercy, his grace. But those of us who have faith in his power, you can bet in 2022, Christ's power will show up for you. Wow. Those who have faith in his power, they can bet that his power will show up for you. Wow. My God. All right. I'm going to watch this myself about four times. Uh, (laughs) So I can allow this revelation to, to cellulate as our chief apostle uh, loves to say that's become her favorite word. I believe over the past uh, a month or so, but chief, I thank you for taking time out again out of your vacation. I know I trust that you're resting and recuperating, uh, but I thank you for uh, unpacking and unfolding, helping us to understand the seriousness uh, of the time of the dispensation of the era that we are in. I trust you all are taking that you have taken and that you are taking what God is sharing, what God is unfolding and 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 explaining and expounding through his apostles and his prophets. We need to be prepared to back this man. We need to be prepared in every aspect to support the agenda that God is rolling out. Powerful things, Chief said tonight. Uh, the agenda, she she shared light. She exposed the agenda of the culture, the agenda of the age as it pertains to them pulling the mind of Christ out of you. That statement right there, Chief, I'm telling you, if I wasn't on camera, I would have just ran because and, and I'm telling you, and, and it's, it's evident uh, uh, you don't even need uh, in, in some aspects, you don't need. Uh, the, the the Holy Ghost to help you see what is obvious. There are some things that are just obvious if you just open in some 
instances, your natural eye, not, you know, just in some instances, if you just open your natural eye, you can see what is happening. But the majority of the church is in denial. That's the problem. They're in denial. They don't want to accept the change of the guards. They don't want to accept the uh, new order that God is establishing, that he is literally uh, validifying, solidifying in the earth. And I love also what you said as you helped us to understand the role and the responsibility of the apostle and the prophet, you said uh, it is their role to help us to sift, separate, sort, and discern. My God, to sift, separate, sort, and discern. I'm telling you, if you're submitted to an apostle, a prophet, to a leader that's not helping you, in those areas, you more than likely need to pray and ask God where he is leading you because you don't need to be sitting under uh, a jack legs in this season. You don't need to be sitting under those that are just concerned about the limelight, the stage, concerned about building their ministry and, and getting their name out there. No, as chief prophet has said, as assistant chief has said, that time, that era is over. All right. We're dealing with the sovereign of sovereigns. We're dealing. We're not dealing with Jesus, the babe in in the manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. No, 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 no. We're dealing with the lion of the tribe of Judah. We're dealing with the sovereign of sovereigns. Listen, he is no longer in the manger. All right. I know we celebrated his birthday, but my birthday is in May, but I'm no longer uh, uh, eight pounds and two ounces. You know, I don't wear diapers. So we have to shift in our mentality. We have to shift in our mindset because we are at war. And as you have been unfolding and unpacking on 2020 prophetics, that God has been militarizing his body uh, and that he is, is, is unfolding a militant strategy. All right. And so we need to beef up. We need to bulk up. We need to mature. All right. We need to enter into the fullness of our sonship in the fullness of our authority and become the power, the principality, the Deutamite, as our chief apostle has been unpacking for several months. We need to become the principality, the powers that God needs, that he's requiring in this season so that Operation Sovereign Take Back can be a success because it will be. And uh, we're getting ready to close, but I want you to understand this is what God said to me in the beginning of this year. And he's been reiterating it more and more as we are entering, exiting out of 21 into 22. He said, you will either comply or die. Yes. That's what he said. You will either comply or die. He's not negotiating any longer. All right. He is not. It's not come. Let us reason together. No, 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 no. That time is gone. God said you will comply or die. You will submit, you will acquiesce, you will align, realign, or it's over. Now, I know some of you, that's a hard pill to swallow, but listen, you either will swallow it or you'll be choked by it. It's a reality either way. I'm telling you here, listen, I'm so thankful again for my mentor, my friend, I, I love you. I love your mind. I love, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just in love with Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm in love with him. I'm in love with what he is doing. And yes. regardless of the kickback, regardless of, yes. of the fallout, and I know you are of the same mind, assistant chief, all that are in the Dr. Paula Price universe, we are not taking down. We're not retreating. We're not waving no white flag. We are going forward with Jesus Christ. And listen, again, you will either comply or die. You don't have to like it or agree with it. He's a sovereign. Sovereigns don't need buy-in. That's right. Sovereigns sovereigns don't need buy-in. They will off with your head if you don't do. And I know we don't like to hear that because, of course, you know, it's Jesus love, Jesus love, sloppy grace and all that stuff. You can sleep with five women and two men. And, and Jesus still loves you, and, and, you know, all of that foolishness. But yes, listen, <laughs> I, 
Well, I know you were empowered and challenged to think critically, having developed a better understanding of today's subject from God's perspective. Remember to email me your empowering points to admin at ctjohnson.org or post them in our Facebook group, A Biblical Perspective Podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. Also, visit the show notes in the podcast description to learn more about our guests, their ministry and products, as well as other pertinent information regarding the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Know that I greatly appreciate every listener. Consider partnering with CTJM International and a Biblical Perspective podcast. Enable us to continue empowering lives around the world. Go to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered. Thank you so much for joining me today on a Biblical Perspective podcast. Did today's episode empower you? If so, rate and subscribe to the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. To learn more about me and C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text the letters CTJM to 855 855- 686-1201. Also, connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at CTJMINTL and Facebook at CT Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered.